Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your host, Hank, and I'm here today with Fantasia, one of my favorite strip club friends. And before we start, I was researching strippers and strip clubs, and during the height of like the Greek and Roman empires, erotic and lewd strip teases were performed by priestesses in sacred temples. So, Fantasia, thank you for coming. Hi. <laughs> it's like... 121 in yeah, the morning. We both just woke up. I feel really crusty. I haven't touched my hair in like probably a month and I just keep putting it under a wig. Nice. Yeah, do you so normally work in a wig? I do now because people are nicer to me when I wear a wig. Have you tested it out? Yeah. Damn. I used to test makeup versus no makeup and be like, when do I make more tips? Yeah. Normally when I was wearing like a full face of makeup. Really? Yeah. Sometimes when I wasn't wearing makeup but my hair was done, I made good money. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. I agree with that. It has to be like at least one or the other. Yeah, because men like to pretend like we are little pure, innocent girls. <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, you just woke up? Yes. <laughs> oh, the girl next door is working at this strip club? Yes. I love that. When did you get into sex work? How old were you? Um, so... I think I started when I was 18. I had moved into an apartment with my boyfriend at the time, and I didn't have an ID, so I couldn't legally actually do something. Right. So, <laughs> this is when <laughs> Yahoo Chat was a big thing, and so I was like <laughs> trying to like get customers from Yahoo Chat. <laughs> and, and trying to get them to like see me naked and I don't even remember at that point in time how they would have paid me maybe PayPal oh I bet it was PayPal yeah. that's probably what it was we're like sending you a fucking check <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe but uh, I'm assuming it was PayPal now that you say that because I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like what was my like where was I going with that that's such a girl boss hustler mentality yeah, but I made no money doing that nothing um, ever happened so when it. did you get to the strip club? Um, but then after that, then I was I found uh, a phone sex agency mm. that was able to take me without an ID. That's and, nice. Yeah, and so I did phone sex from my house with uh, like a landline phone. Because at the time you needed a landline, you couldn't do it from your cell phone. Amazing. And I would get a check every week. And doing phone sex for a phone sex agency that sends you like dispatches calls to you that's amazing it's, it's really crappy pay mm -hmm. unless you're um like the best i feel like you're amazing at that i know you like it, it's like it is so difficult because the whole point is that you have to get an average call time mm. and so then once you get an average call time then your pay goes up per right. minute but you just get all these guys who are just like wanking on the other end and they want to like, end as quick as possible. Like, two minutes and they're done. Yeah, and so there's some art behind that. Yeah. And there's girls who do do that full-time, that that's their complete job and that's all they do, and they're, like, taking care of their kids, their family, right. and I have no idea how they actually get those long Can you, like, lines. explain? Like, so they call this phone line. Yeah. And then they're like, hi, I want to speak to someone, or are you answering already, like, hey, this is Fantasia? So they call, like, a 1-800 number, and they have girls who are dispatchers, like, if you would call 911. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah. And so professional. Yeah. And so, um, and then they kind of, like, um, so they call 1-800 number, and they're like, hi, 
this says wet dream 1-800 you know like something like that I'm done. and and then they're like um and that's a recorded voice and they're like um would you like a milf would you like press two yeah like that and i actually i have to find it in my phone where uh they send you a sheet and this is like this was from later on when i did it again but basically like they have really like niche categories that are extremely mean to women what was your category and, well you can like you can pick anyone you want cool i mean it, it just like it comes to you oh i see yeah and so like uh you'll like they'll dial like two or something and then like the dispatchers on the other side could like press some buttons like the girls and they connect you to that call <gasps> holy shit and so then you then your line rings and you pick it up and they say like hi fantasia this is when 800 wet dreams you're getting a phone call for and then it says milf press one that's and like it, prison yeah and then you like and then you press one and then you have to pretend to be like a hot mom that's amazing yeah and i had i have two customers from that that i will never forget tell me and so there was one girl who would consistently call me and all she would say was uh-huh <gasps> over and over again and she would just call me all the time saying that that was her fetish yeah no matter what i said she would just go uh-huh was she masturbating on the other end i have no idea like what if, it was, like, what if it was like a boy that was just like wanted to do a little funny voice that was I mean, it's, it's really possible because i was wondering like what the fuck is this and then there was this other guy who wanted me to be brenda's song from the <laughs> disney channel your sweet life of zachary <laughs> Miss London Tipton, <laughs> yeah. at your service. Yeah, and I, I was like, what? Catering to the needs. Yeah, professional. It, yeah it, was like, it was very strange. I respect that. Yeah, and it, the pay was horrible because I could not keep long call times, and I would get paid in, like, a check, like, $50 a week. Holy shit. And I was working at a Chinese restaurant, and I would take my little check that had, like, bears on it from my whole sex job and go, like, cash it. I kind of lived for that. They were like, what is she doing? Yeah, it was just like a little extra money. And I just was really into the whole like, um, I don't know if I want to say sex work because I don't know. Do I consider phone sex sex work really? I think I would. Yeah. You're catering to another person for sexual things and it's like yeah. in exchange for currency. Well, I guess that's like not in-person sex work. That's right. What, that's, I guess, the difference. But that's like, from that. like cam girls. The yeah. only difference is, is you're not showing your face, but you're you're yeah. a service. Yeah, and maybe so sex then, service provider. I don't know because that's the thing that I've been really wondering lately. Because I feel like now everybody's really considering everything to be sex work. Yeah, it's like an umbrella term. Yeah, but um, I'm not sure. So you were, I was very fascinated with sex work too, always. Yeah. Like I would see the girls in the music videos, the, yes. hot, the hot villain in a movie. Yes. I wanted to be her. You felt that way too? Oh, 100%. Like, as soon as I started masturbating, I was like, all of these girls are so hot. I want to be one of these girls. Same. And I told my mom, I was like 16, I'm like, I want to be a Playboy model. And she's like, okay. She's like, whatever you want to do, honey. Shout out to fine. supportive mom. Yeah, like, she was totally cool with it. And, um... Is she still cool with what you do? Yeah. I, yeah, awesome. I told her, like, almost right away. Because then after that, um, I started, um... Oh, there's this thing. Am I talking too much? No, you're doing amazing. Okay. So... I'm so fascinated. There was, like, there's this website called Sexy Jobs. Sexy and, Jobs? Yes, and it's, 
it's still going on. So it's, this is this was so long ago, and it, it's still going on. And it was like another way that I could get into sex work without having an ID. Mm-hmm. And the reason I didn't have an ID is because I didn't have a birth certificate. Oh. So that's like a whole nother story. Same. Really I'm adopted. I don't fucking have my birth certificate either. Okay, so you had the same issue. Yeah. I had to get like a delayed birth certificate made. Yeah. Well, did you? Because the club we both worked at, I didn't have to show an ID. No, no, no. Me neither. I mean, I have a birth certificate now. Me too. But uh, when I was 18, I didn't. I didn't get one until I was like 20. Yeah, same. Okay. It was so fucking <laughs> annoying. It was really a pain in the ass. Yes. Because I had to get my passport. Same. So that, yes. <laughs> that was my struggle. The same exact thing happened to me. Wait, so what were you going to say? There was this sexy job. Oh, oh yeah. So there was this thing called sexy jobs, and I wasn't doing sex work for money. I was just doing it because I was interested in it. That was kind of the same for me. Like, there was never a point in time where I thought, wow, I could make a lot of money doing this. No, but once you do. Well, yeah. And then you're like, well, this is like a bonus. Exactly. And I really, I didn't think anything of it. I just wanted to do any form of sex work that I could find doing. And at the time, I didn't want to strip because I'm from a really small town. Right. And it would literally just be like stripping for my like cousins. Your I'm cousins, like, uncles, friends. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, this is really creepy. That's how I feel about Florida strip clubs. Oh, yeah. Like, so you know. Yeah. And, yeah. I never just, did it there until I moved out here to LA. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know anyone. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then I just did like the online stuff. So there's this thing called Sexy Jobs. Sexy Jobs. And you can like scroll through it and... Um, you can find these really random jobs. And so I remember, like, one of the jobs, but they're all legit. Like and painting in an apron or, like, is it things anything. like that? Anything. I mean, it, it's just, it's really random, but most most of these things are going through, like, a business. Cool. And, um, like, I've never had anything on there that wasn't legit, but I also didn't do anything that involved me flying anywhere. Got it. Because there was a lot of positions where, like, they wanted you to fly somewhere, and I was just like, I don't know but uh there was just this one in particular where I think I got paid like $25 and I had to like call in to uh like an answering machine from a phone and (laughs) and I had to have an orgasm on the phone and they recorded it and they used it for something for a song I don't know what they used it for I always wanted to be those girls in like Marvin's room that that they're like are you drunk right now like the hot girls moaning in the back of a song Marvin's room this Drake song? Oh, okay. Oh, but like all the new about. fucking future songs, and there's like girls moaning. I mean, maybe I've you're probably. Like, I bet you're on a song, probably. Fantasia. But yeah, so I, was it fake? I a fake orgasm? Of course. Yeah. Of, co- of course. Yeah. And then I just got like twenty five dollar check like a month later. Oh, the like, delayed pay. I'm like, oh, okay. And then eventually, once I got an ID, then I started doing webcamming. And that's before it was, like, really a thing. Yeah. And so you didn't need all of the setup. Yeah, the lights. Yeah, you didn't need anything. Like, I was making money just off my, like, shitty little, like, travel Acer laptop. I remember that. With, like, a built-in webcam. Well, because it's such, like, a perverted thing. Like, guys want to see you in your home. Yeah. And, like, in your PJs just looking like a normal girl, like, fucking yourself. Yeah. The amateurs. 
And it was like poor lighting. No one had good lighting. No, so grainy. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was great. Like, honestly, I like that. And I kind of wish it would go back to that. I thought it was so... Again, I was like so fascinated. Yes, me too. I was like, this is so sexy. Yes, because I would just be watching it and like lurking. Me too. Like, who are these women? I tried to start camming last year and I mostly got distracted with watching people on the front page. Yes, same. Like, I was like, can I tip these people? Yes. This is so hot. It, It was amazing. And so I was doing that, and um, and then I tried getting into, like, the pay sites, mm. because that was before, like, OnlyFans was, like, going on, or any kind of, like, uh, where you could, like, really make your own yeah. one. So then, like, I tried doing, like, some pay, pay sites, like, with companies, and that was bullshit. And, um, and then, then I ended up moving to Finland. Mm. And that was like, I started to take uh, pole dancing classes and my pole dancing teacher, she was uh, from Lithuania, born in the circus. Holy shit. Yeah. And was also an ex-bodybuilder. I love a circus girl. Yes. And she was also a stripper and she's like, do you want to strip? And I was like, yeah, but at the time I didn't have my worker's permit yet and I didn't want to fuck up my like residency there or anything. So then I just got better at pole dancing and I waited and then finally the opportunity came up and I was too nervous to, cause I was living, I was living in the um, capital city yeah. and I was just thinking like, it's just going to be all these like hot blonde Russians. The Russians. Yes, and I'm just like, I can't compete with the hot blonde Russians. So then I went to... they needed you, though. Right? And so then, like, I went to the countryside there to start working. And I had, like, the craziest first experience ever. Tell me. And I'm going to, like, try to make this as short as possible because I feel like I'm just, like, rambling. No, I'm I'm so fascinated. And I feel like everyone listening is, too. And, um... So the whole, the whole reason also why I wanted to do stripping was because it was kind of the only way that I could support myself in a foreign country without speaking the language. So it was really like, it just worked because it was something I always wanted to do. And then it was also kind of like out of necessity. Right. And so anyways, um, I found a club that was like three hours away from where I was living. You would drive? No, take the train. Nice. And um, I had actually... Okay, I'm going to make this like as short, short as possible because it's a really long story. So I get in the train. I go three hours to this place in the countryside. And this like like short, like disheveled Turkish man is waiting for me. And, and as soon as I get out with like my bags, and this is like in the middle of the fucking like country, you know. And as soon as I get out with my bags, he looks at me and he's like, my teeth aren't missing because I do drugs. <laughs> That's the first sentence. Yes, it's a good opener. Was, yes, that was the opening line. That's a good headline. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like, great. And he continued to try to get me drunk, like, immediately, even before we got to the stripper apartment. Because it's a really big thing um, in Europe that girls travel all around because you can... You can work in all of these different countries as long as they're in the European Union. Cool. And you don't need... Um, you don't need different permits to work in different countries as long as you're a European Union resident. And so uh, girls are traveling all over the EU and they stay at different stripper apartments. Is that where normally people work, the stripper apartments, or they stay there to go to work? They stay there to go to work. Got it. What are the strip clubs like? Um, 
They're just completely different. They're like champagne clubs. Editing me here, I just want to clarify for some upcoming things we're going to talk about and maybe this that we just discussed, what the differences between certain things and certain clubs are. Now, every club is different, but a champagne room normally implies people are getting bottle service, they're buying a lot of alcohol, they want to pay for a party. It's a private little section, they're paying either 15 minutes, 30 minutes, hour, multiple hours. A lot of guys that get champagne rooms want a party atmosphere. The girls might get up and dance to a song they like if they want, but they want to have conversation with you, they want to drink with you, they want a night experience of hanging out with hot girls and they're willing to pay extra money for that. Now, now, lap dances can be sold on the floor of the club where the customers are, or normally in the back of the club, there's an entire part where it's lap dances and VIPs. So lap dances are sold topless or full nude, different prices for each thing, normally for the whole entire song. And you can buy as many as you want the whole night if you want. But girls most of the time want to get people into VIP because it's more of a private atmosphere, usually a room with a curtain and there's not normally bottle services in VIP. Again, it does depend on the club, but it's more bang for your buck. It's personal, cute little leather couches, velvet seats, and in VIP, normally, the start is 15 minutes, so you're dancing a lot of the time. Some people like to just talk back there, but most strippers prefer VIP room to lap dances. So lap dances are singular. You can get a bunch of them. VIPs are by the minute, and champagne room is normally longer with more partying. And so a champagne club would probably imply they don't do as many lap dances as a normal strip club would. It's more of selling an experience with multiple girls in a party atmosphere. Oh, I actually, before that, I was working at a massage parlor. Nice, full service or no? Uh, it was a full service massage parlor, but I didn't do full service. Got it. Because I was too nervous to start stripping. Yeah. And so then I just did the massage parlors. And massage parlors are like kind of legal there, kind of not. Right. But like the police just leave you alone. Or like don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's just like they're disgusting. And like... They were? Yeah, like but that was the fun part. No, I love... I'm a, I am love it white trash, like trailer park Yes, vibe. it was that. A hundred percent. And it was so trashy and I ended up doing like in-person domination stuff there. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. Yes, and like I know you have a piss kink. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like making guys drink my pee. Fuck yes. yes. And I was like, that was cool. And <laughs> That was cool. Yeah, I'm like, I enjoyed that. And, uh, yeah, it was really wild. I met a lot of wild people doing the massage parlor stuff, and it was just, like, it was crazy. Your first night, too, you meet this Turkish man. You oh, yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Tell and me more. I'm so into this. Yeah, and so that this was, like, after massage parlor stuff. So I already, like, was, like, versed in, like, in-person sex work. Right, that trained you, for yeah. sure. And, like, the stuff that I saw, I think I did that for, like, a year. So, like, the stuff that I saw was just, like, I saw everything already. There was, like, nothing that That's, I didn't that see. That was a sex work crash course. Yeah, and they also didn't have um, security there. Fuck. So, it was just, like, little houses, basically, like, little right. apartments. So, you learned how to protect yourself yeah. and set boundaries. Yeah, exactly. And So, anyway, so then I, uh, this, like, Turkish man is picking me up. And uh, um, he's trying to get me drunk on the way to the stripper apartment. He gets me to the stripper apartment and he's like showing me around. The first thing he shows me is his bedroom. Mm. And I'm like, you live at the stripper apartment? Because that's not normal. Mm. Like the strip club managers don't live at the stripper apartment. That's not a thing. 
And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is fucking weird. And he's like, yeah, all of the girls, they sleep in the bed here with me. Fuck And no. I was like, that's probably not going to happen, but all right. And, and then uh, he shows me my bedroom, and it was the living room with just like a mattress on the floor. And there was a pole in there with a whole bunch of alcohol and speakers. And he's like, this is where we have the after parties. So you could never sleep, really. Yeah, and he's like, and then the guys out, like, who come for the after parties, they're just going to sleep in the bed with you. <gasps> and he's like, don't worry, it's fine. I would have shit my pants. And I was like, what's going on? It is not fine, sir. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, it just like, he's so like disheveled and skinny and missing teeth and creepy. And I'm like, what is happening? And mind you, at this point, I'm still like the only girl there. And I'm like, wow, like, what's house going on? alone with this man. Yeah, and I mean, Finland is a very, very safe place in general. And it's not the same as being in the U.S. Like, I would have left immediately if this was in the U.S. Right. Like, Finland is really, like, when I was working at strip clubs, like, I would just walk home at night. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's well, and there's, like, good public transportation. Yes. yeah. I That's mean, like, cool. it's extremely safe. There's strict gun laws? Like, no one carries guns there. Wow. I mean, it, it's like, it is so safe. So, I mean, this is all, I was only, like, entertaining this because I was in this Do you remember country. when our strip club got, like, shot up? Yes. Dude, that would never happen there. No, though. never. Never in a million years. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very safe. And so, I was just entertaining that because of where I was. Right. And, um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see what happens when the strip club actually opens. And there was so many, like, weird things that was going on and like a whole bunch of weird shit happened already before that point so then i'm getting ready he takes me downstairs because it's above the strip club and so like we go of to course yes is. and so we go to the strip club and it's like it's a nice club and whatever and uh and so i'm thinking i'm gonna wait till the girls get there i'm gonna be like is this guy like for real like what's going on and and i'm gonna see like the dj the bouncer right. like everything like that and um, so then he's like, well, let me see how you give a lap dance. And, <gasps> and I was like, okay, I know this game, but what, what the fuck ever. And like, I didn't get naked or anything, even though I knew he wanted me to. And then he's like, well, let me see you go on the pole. And at the time I was taking like all these pole lessons. You're amazing really on the pole. pole too. Thank you. And, um, and he's like, wow, if I would have known that you were that good, I would have told people to come. So and no one was even and showing up. I was up. like, what? Like, what the fuck does that mean? And so I was just sitting there waiting. The DJ never came. The bouncer never came. No girls were coming. And I was like, where's the girls? And he's like, what do you mean girls? You're the only person here. You're the only girl here for the whole week. <gasps> and I'm like, what? And so finally I'm like, I have to go. And we went back to the stripper apartment. And I thought he was going to, like, hit me or something. Because he was really drunk at this point and really scary. Yeah. And I managed to, like, de-escalate the situation. Thank you, stripper powers. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, stripper powers. Yes. Still to this day, I feel like strippers can talk themselves out of a lot of things. Yes. Uh, so much. And then I just went on the train and I went home. And then That I was your first fucking experience? Like yes. That was my first experience. Welcome to the stripper yes. world. Yes. So happy to have you. Exactly. And, and then I was like, all right, got to get back on the horse and do it again. And then I worked in like a few other uh, strip clubs in the countryside. And I didn't have those kind of experiences, thankfully. But it was just really wild. And I just worked with like a lot of like crazy Russian ladies. And was the, What was the clientele like? 
Um, it depended where you were. So, um, in the countryside, it was just a lot of, like, just average Joe people. And, um... Were they better tippers than here? No. Like, there's no tipping culture in Europe. Oh. So, you have to explain it to people. So, they would pay specifically for a dance. There Was there stage? Yeah. And you, like, after stage, you would have to walk around and ask for tips. Wow. You would have to be like, would you like to tip me for my show? Holy shit. Yeah. That's more of a hustle than here. And it, it's like, it was, it's so embarrassing to do that. Like, that's not fun. Dude, I could show my naked asshole on stage. I could fall. I could twist and break an ankle. But having to ask people for money, even though we're working in a strip club, for some reason was so embarrassing Yes. To me. Yes. It I, was horrible. I don't know why. I remember my first night at the strip club we worked at. That's the first club I ever worked at. Really? Yeah. And my first day, I got lucky because this guy could tell I was scared. He came up to me and explained to me how VIP worked. I really? Had, I had no idea. Yeah. So the strip club. Yeah, no one tells you. No one tells you. You get Let's talk about like getting hired at strip clubs. Yeah. Because how I got hired was I literally said, oh, Vanessa walked me up the stairs and Sam and a bunch of people, they were like, okay, get naked then. And I got naked. Yeah. Spread my asshole. Yeah. And they're like, you're hired. But that's not normal. Normally you have to do a little stage show or something. Yeah. I mean, the only place that I've worked at in the U.S. is... Uh, in California, and, um, I think it's been different, like, I think I worked at, like, four different clubs or something, mm. and definitely at the club we worked at, that was a strange That thing. was always a strange time. But I did have to audition on stage there. Really? The audition for Vegas was the most humbling, because it was overhead, like, basically casino lighting, and there was no, I couldn't show that I was a good dancer. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't like to fucking talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, they would just make me walk like a pageant, like, down to a little pole and walk back to them. That's how they. That's what I heard. It which was is really scary. It was horrible. I felt like, I don't know. It, it was just very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I was like, you don't even know what I'm dancing like. Like, that's the whole point of stripping. Yeah. But people just want you to look good. Yeah, especially in Vegas. Vegas does not give a fuck. No, I didn't like Vegas. I couldn't get hired at any fucking clubs. And this is when I was, like, at the height of, like, doing great things with my pole dancing. Well, you worked for fucking Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and it was, like, it was during that time. And and nobody would fucking No, Vegas me. is racist. Yes. No, they literally are. Because yes. I had, like, multiple black friends come out, audition, yeah. better dancers than me, hotter than me, everything didn't work, like, didn't get booked. Yeah, and, and it was like, it was crazy. The only way in which, like, a couple people I know got hired was through word of mouth. Yeah. And being like, no, I vouch for this person, they will make X, Y, and Z, I promise, hire yeah. them. Which is so weird. Yeah, it was insane, because I just kept going to different clubs, and of course, like, I was with Ella, who's white. And she, Fucking Ella! Yes, and she was getting hired at every single place. But Ella's Vegas perfect. Yes, she is, yes, to a T. Like, when you think of Vegas girl, that's who you think we of. We have this, like, friend who has, like, anger issues, and she's, like, one of the best dancers you'll ever see in your yeah. entire life, and she's mean to men. They give yes. her so much money. They love her. Yes. And she's literally so mad all the time. Yes. And I live for it. I would come in the club, she would be throwing her shoe at someone. <laughs> yes. And I'd be like, Ella, it's Monday at 8 p.m. <laughs> yes. There's two people in the club, and now there's one with a black eye. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Yeah. But no one could dance better than her. Yeah, she was she was just great. I love I love a good dancer. I yeah. will I will put aside anything else you do if you can do a good stage set. hundred percent. What are your go to stripper songs? Um, 
Now I've been dancing to a lot of 3-6 Mafia songs that talk about sucking dick. Let's go! Yes, and just any song that talks about sucking dick, which just all happens to be 3-6 Mafia. Like a and sexual innuendo. Yeah, and it just like the guys hear that. It and wakes them up. Yes, and it's just like repetitively says, like, there's this one song called Sucks on Dick. <laughs> and all it says the whole time is, sucks on dick. That's really loud. Ryan used to dance to Slob on My Knob. Oh, I yeah. always thought that was such a good stripper song. Yes, I dance to that now. That's good. I used yeah. to like rich sex too, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, like because it's just the sex over and over. It like again. puts it in their head. It's yeah. almost like manifesting them to want to do it. Yeah, it really works. So uh, club auditions are completely different every time. Normally, you need to come up in like fucking at least seven inch pleaser heels. Yeah. At least and a good lingerie set. But not even anymore. Like, I feel like now clubs are just hiring any, like, anybody. Is it because right now it's hard to get people to come to work since COVID? It's like, I feel like it started happening a little bit before COVID. Yeah. And now definitely after COVID where it's just like, I don't, it's not like, now I feel like I'm explaining, like, excusing what I'm going to say. But it's not like, so there's kind of, I feel like it's a slap in the face when girls come into the club who don't take the job seriously. 100%. Because it's a slap in the face to all of us who do take it seriously. Yep. And who have idolized strippers since we were kids. Well, because of the rise of social media notoriety around yeah. it, everyone sees a TikTok and they come in. Yeah. And it's like, this is not a fun party lifestyle. Yeah. You can get wrapped up in that, but the hustle is how you make money. Yeah, exactly. And they don't realize it. No, you have to be personable. You have to know how to dance. You have yeah. to be able to walk in on heels. You have to sell yourself. You're like doing 500 things in a yes. night to make 500 bucks. Uh, exactly. Like, the money doesn't come easily. No, the money is so inconsistent. Yes. Like, there was days in which, because you have to pay out the bouncers, the yes. DJs, the security, all of Wait, it. We don't, do, we don't do that for bouncers anymore. <gasps> what? Yeah. Well, yeah. when I worked there, I would give them yes. so much money because they would defend me. They don't do that anymore. Holy shit. We don't even have like a bouncer in the club. But there's days in which you and I would be complaining in the corner by the fireplace and I would make negative amounts of money. Yes. We'd be there from like 8 to 1. I would leave at 1. You yeah. were good. Yes, I would stay till the very end. But I would still like not make any more money after that. Yeah. And you end up paying out of pocket to yes. work there. So many times. And the times in which you do make whatever, $1,000, it's like, well, the last three days I made 46 Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even end up adding up. Yeah. Well, I looked it up. The average pay in the whole United States is like $20,000 for strip clubs. I think it was $28,000 in the United States per year for a stripper. What? But in California, it's the highest. So really? Like, yeah, I believe in like California. Yeah, California. They said was like forty three thousand dollars the average because you got to add in people who like work what once a week, and then people who are work because you work you are such a good worker. How often yeah. do you work? Um, I probably work well now. I'm on a roll and I, this is like my eighth day or something. Holy shit! Yeah, I actually did like two months in a row this year. Dude, the longest I ever did in a row was four days. Yeah, and I lie. needed three days and, like, no talking for yeah. one of those days. It's, like, it's mentally draining. I think that's the thing that people don't realize. It's, like, besides being physically draining, mm -hmm. it, like, really wears down on your mental health. Yeah, what are some things you've noticed it's affected? Um, just girls, like, the girls in general. Yeah. We like, were talking about substance abuse before yeah. we got here. It's very prevalent. It's yes. everywhere. Because I know for me, like, there, when I first started, I didn't drink much because the person I was working with is, like, a hustler. Yeah. I didn't have time. And then once it starts becoming, like, 
the effect wears off and you're like, this is a job. Yes. I started needing to drink. Yeah. And then I started doing cocaine and then I was fucked up every single night. And I didn't even really work. I was just going to make money to pay for drugs. Yeah. To talk to people. Have fun. And then leave. Yeah. Because it's a party. Exactly. If you, if you make it a party, it's a party. Do you find there's a lot of substance abuse going on? Yeah, there is. And I feel like there's been more after COVID because I think that year of lockdown, especially for strippers and other sex workers, just really, like, fucked with our heads. Yeah. It was just really a lot. And I think that, like, we're, like, people in general aren't doing good to begin with. And then after a year of lockdown, I think if all of us were, like, hanging on by a thread, like, the thread just completely fucking broke. Yeah. But, um... I will say, though, that, yeah, that um, substance abuse is prevalent in the club, yeah. But then um, from working with people at the club, I don't think it's any different than, like, doctors and lawyers. No, I agree. You know? It's just, it's such a smaller little community. Yeah. So we see it. Exactly. There's, what, 25 of us in a dressing room? Yes. I'm going to notice the 10 fucked up people. Exactly. But it's not, everywhere else people are also getting fucked up. And the, I think also the difference, too, is we can get fucked up at work and still be able to do our job. Right. And sometimes it's better almost to be fucked up because guys notice that and they want to hang out with the party girl. That's exactly what I talk about is it's like I attracted either people who wanted a therapy session, yeah. people with foot fetishes, which were my favorite, yeah. or people trying to get completely obliterated. Yeah. And I liked them the most because they were so fucked up they couldn't even touch me and yeah. they didn't know how much money they were spending. It was the easiest hustle. Which now to say it out loud kind of sounds like I was manipulating, but I was also just as fucked up. Yeah, and but they're also manipulating you. Exactly. They're yeah. trying to get away with how much they can touch yeah. you and what they can say. And like the amount of times I've been groped, which it's like you're, we're at a strip club, but like fully grabbed my vagina or like hit me. Yes. Or, like, and, like, that is not what I ever signed up for. No, definitely not. And I just learned to kind of take it on the chin. Yeah, that's all you can do. Because you're not going to report it to the police. No, like, what are you going to do? Like, they're not going to give a shit. No, the police came into the club a couple times, and every single time I wanted to hide. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm not here. Yes. I was like, Google is stripping illegal. Like, I was yeah. like... <laughs> you're like, is this okay for me to like, be I here? I was like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. But... Yeah, but because they do think you are doing something wrong. How do you think, like, sex work has changed your view on sex as a whole? Um, I think it's kind of a recent thing for me because it didn't affect me sexually, like, the way I thought of sex at all until recently. And, um, it's, it's kind of like, what triggered it was, uh, break up with my ex and then also at the same time working and it just kind of all came together where I was just like, like, men don't like women. Yeah, misogyny is real. Yeah. And, like, especially when you're in that environment, it's really hard to, like, not see it. Yeah. Dude, I remember going through breakups at the club and, like, sobbing in the dressing room and then just, like, taking out my horrible sadness on, like, I need to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And if I don't, then everyone sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I put my value in that because it was easy to put your energy into, like, hustling. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. But break, there's so many girls that go through breakups at the strip club. Yeah. You just see them in the back and you're like, ugh. You're like, I feel you. I feel you so hard. Yes. Now go smile and shake your ass for a couple bucks. Yeah. And it's, like, it's crazy because there's so many 
things around it because like when you're going through a breakup at the club one it's good to have a distraction 100 and then also even if girls aren't really your friends at the club they'll still support you when they see you going through some shit yeah and there's just this really big like camaraderie there where we just all have been through things and we all understand each other in that sense yeah and but then it's also crazy because you have all of these men touching you and telling you how beautiful you are it's so triggering yeah and and you're just like okay like how come it, it, it's not really real but it's like how come this person can see my worth and they'll and literally you can't the person i yes. want the person i want isn't noticing yes like there were so many times where like we were like well this has been with multiple like people that i've dated where like I'm like we're going to like an argument or like I feel like they're not paying attention to me and then I go to the strip club and word for word I'll have customers say wow you're so amazing I bet whoever you go home to is just in love with you they're so lucky and and like I have to like finish the dance and go upstairs and cry yep because I'm like that's not my life at all well and my experience with dating while being a stripper was like people were okay with it until we were fighting and then they would weaponize it oh, like really? you were like yeah oh i love sluts like good for you you're hustling you're bringing money home now i'm mad at you you're a fucking whore men pay you oh. and it was like and then i would go to the job and i'd be like yeah men are paying me but you're not even treating i'm dating you for free and yes. you're not even treating me good see that's the issue is like i don't I guess this is another thing with, like, how your views on sex change when you're after being a stripper, like, in particular, is that, I guess any sex worker, if you're getting paid for sex, in-person sex worker. Yes. That, because it really changed for me from being, like, a phone sex worker and cam girl to being an in-person sex worker. 100%. And that when you're around people who are, like, your whole point in your job is that you get paid for sex and all of the things sexually that you can offer and you're making like you're paying everything in your life is totally funded by your sexuality yep and then the person that you choose to go home to you they don't understand yeah like how valuable your time your energy and your body is right and i've had where like the last person that i was dating did not like could not make that connection because they felt that their job was super important and oh. and they, or they're like you're not like look what i do yes it was like that and it's like you will never understand yes. how emotionally physically mentally draining it is yes and they also did not understand how much money i was losing By from being, being in a with relationship 100 percent. yes because they were looking at me and they're like well you don't understand i'm taking time off of work right now to hang out with you so am i yes and i'm like so am i you know like that i'm literally like because I'm respecting your boundaries at work. Right. I'm literally doing less at work and getting paid less. They don't they don't understand a lot of people don't understand how much we're how much money we're making based off our bodies and that we can go into work anytime and be making money and we choose to not do that mm. to be with that person that we love for free. Exactly. Which, when, when, like, hearing it from an outside perspective, I can imagine being like, oh, you're saying for free, you're, like, monetizing everything. It's like, no, when that's our whole 
income, yeah, it's really hard to not be like, I'm being with you and there's no monetary, no yes. nothing, and you are taking that for granted. Yeah, it feels like a slap in the face. It does. And a lot of sex workers I know end up dating people who are, that's what I was talking about, like fake supportive oh, until yeah. it comes down to it and it's like, no, it's not a real job, it's yes. not this and that. And it's like, if it's not a real job, then how am I paying my rent with yes. this money? Yeah. If it's not a real job, then how come you can't do it? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no. And it's funny because how come men get to go to strip clubs and it's like, woo, bachelorette yes. party, but now you're going to shame the people who are giving them the service. 100%. So and that happens so much. It's just because it's mo majority of the time women. And they're just mad that we can profit off of our bodies and yeah. be happy with that. That is 100%. And it's like, it's so crazy. Like, I've had people come into the club, like customers and also people that I know. It was way worse than people that I know. But just, in, but just in general, just in general, people coming into the club and they do something very disrespectful to me. And, yeah. and, and I'm just like, okay, like, what, like, why did you do this? Like, can you please leave? Like, this is out of pocket. Like, you just disrespected me. I'm literally here in my underwear. Right. And you just... Getting naked on stage. Yes. And you just completely disrespected me. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is insane. And, and they're like, well, you're just a stripper. I'm not going to listen to you. Just a stripper. Yes. And, and it's like, okay, but you literally paid... To come into the strip club, right where I am, exactly, and you're gonna shame me yeah. for being the people there that you were paying to come see. Yeah, but when it's a person that you know, it's somehow different. It, it it's so crazy to me because it's like that's like going to a restaurant and when the server comes and and it's like trying like trying to get you to buy like a lemonade and you're like I'm not gonna listen to you. You're just a fucking waitress. Right. And it's like, but you came here. Right, you like, paid for the service. Yes. It doesn't make any sense to me. I find people that I knew when they came to the strip club, it was my least favorite people. Yeah. Because, uh, well, one, they want to scream and yell. I don't like woo girls. Yeah, that's horrible. It's horrible. If you're a woo girl, just stop. Just please, because I get it, you like the show, but the way in which you can tell me is money. Woos don't pay my rent. Yeah. Like, screaming at me, it's distracting, it's distracting everyone else. Yes. I always hated that. And also, I found if you felt like you knew me, you didn't want to spend money. Yes. That's a big thing. A hundred percent. Because I don't know why. Maybe because I'm personified in your eyes or something. Yes. But they never would spend money. Or very little. Maybe 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Get out 21. Yes. And they'd put, like, one on the stage. Or, yes. Or th I had people, like, crumple it up and throw it or make, air like, paper airplanes. Yeah. I fucking hate that. It's really ridiculous. It's like, yeah. disrespectful. It's horrible. I did not like it at all. So let's talk a little bit about, like, what you would want people to know if they were getting into sex work without having any idea. Um... You're going to find out very quickly if this job is for you or not. Right. Because everyone can do it, but not everyone should. Yeah. And I find, well, for me, like, something I would say is, like, make sure you have the right shoes. Do your makeup. Show up like it's a real job. If, yeah. you, if you're going to show up, make sure it's on time. You know, don't yeah. come super late. Don't waste anyone's time. Don't give out your number to people. We were talking about this. Change your name in your Uber. Yes. It's all about safety. Like, you need to be able to know... 
how to take care of yourself without anyone protecting you. Because no one gives a shit about you. At the end of the day, you're just a random girl in a club. Yeah, and no they, one gives a shit. They don't care. The no. amount of, like, people crying about assaults in the back that I would <laughs> yes. see every single night. Yes. And, I, and, like, some nights it was me. I just wouldn't cry because I, I would shut down. Yeah, because you have to block it out. I would immediately block yeah. it out. I would never think about it again, and I would go home and yes. come back the next fucking day. Same. You just go home and take a shower. And a really hot shower. Try to fucking boil it off your body. Yes, and hope for the best. And that's 100%. like, that's literally it. Like, exactly. there's just so many times where, like, shitty things have happened, and I'm just like, which is another reason why you shouldn't get wasted at the club. Yeah. Because. That's why I had yeah. to stop stripping. Yeah. Once I started only being able to work while being wasted, I let so many things happen to me. Yeah, that's the problem. And, like, you can black out. Like, the first time that that happened to me was the only time that I blacked out the club once. And I was, like, the last thing I remember is just a guy taking out his dick. And I blacked <gasps> out after that. Dude, at the Super Bowl this year, this guy took out his dick and, like, touched my ass with it while I was on stage. Yeah. And I got in trouble oh. for yelling at him. While you were on stage? Yeah, because you know, like, you put your ass on the side and you, like, bounce it up and down? He, like, put his, swear to God, no. Fantasia, he stood up and, like, wiggled it. I, I know because I saw, it was so close to me, I saw it was uncircumcised and soft. Like, I still can see it in my head. No! And he never tipped me a dollar. He didn't have to leave. I didn't, I got in trouble for being loud and for saying, what the fuck are you doing? They were like, don't talk to the customers like that. I swear on my fucking life. <laughs> Holy shit. That was also the same time someone told me I looked like a demon. <laughs> was, I, I feel like that's a compliment. To me it was. He was yeah. like, I don't like her. She's a demon. I was like, thank you. You think I'm scary? Yeah, right? Like, love that. Also, another tip I would say is, like, if you are stripping and you're enjoying it and you're new, like, I think tipping as much as you can when you have a good night to, like, DJs and bouncers and whatever. Yeah. It's really helpful. Because they're going to take care of you. Yeah, that's the only people that actually kind of, kind of slightly maybe try to take care of you. If you pay them. If you pay them. Because that's what they're in. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're there for. I remember, yeah. like, when I would pay the DJ, like, a little bit more, the next night he would put me on one. Yeah. But the nights in which I didn't make money and I gave him his $10, no, he didn't give a fuck about me. Exactly. It's like, it's really shitty and it, it's just a game and it's not fair. Like, nothing is fair in the strip club. At all. There's favorites, there's people who are, you know, dating owners and doing yes. all this stuff and like, that's good for them, but like, I personally couldn't, I like, couldn't do it. Even back no. then, I couldn't. Yeah. It like, it was soul sucking to me. And, and so, people will ask owners managers bouncers djs they will all try to fuck you every single one of them yeah and i used to be like i'm gay and they would be like i don't care no that's a turn on they were like can you bring a friend yeah and i know i know girls who did fuck people high up in the strip clubs just to get job security yeah and then when it comes down to it they don't care once and you break up and, oh my god, yeah. I never got fired, have you? I almost got fired. Why? Many times. Just for, like, stupid reasons that didn't make any sense because it was just racist bullshit. <sighs> and it just, like, it meant nothing. Like, I never did anything. Do you find most strip clubs are racist? Yes. Every single one I've ever worked at has been. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, maybe if I go to a black club and I'm around, like, other, like, like, it's mostly women of color, men of, men of color coming in, where it's just, like, it's not, like, a white gentleman's club or mixed gentleman's club. Like, right. maybe... Maybe I'll feel, like, more welcome there. But then it's kind of, like, a whole different set of racism when you go. Because mm. it's kind of, like, 
like internalized group racism as like okay you have to like uh, you have to have your uh, like you have to have your hair done like your weaving a straight hair like nails makeup like and it's really like you look around and every single girl in the club just has fake straight hair right you know and it's like okay I'm thinking okay I can finally like wear my hair natural because I'm around a whole bunch of black people and it's not true Mm. you know like it just it doesn't work like that you know and um I went to go audition at this black club and it was like the worst fucking experience of my life what was it like it was like so all of the like the DJ and like I don't know was the owner he's like some like manager there like basically all the girls who are auditioning if you weren't great they would just be making fun of you on the microphone wow like heckling yeah like in front of everybody and it's also recorded Fuck. Yeah, and so everybody just like, and it's put on the internet, so everybody sees you getting made fun of. That's humiliating. Yeah, and it's just crazy, because it's like, you guys are just a bunch of middle-aged men. like Right, and like, you're making money off of us. Yes. And they always wanted to like, throw that in our face, which is not a flex. Yeah, exactly. Like, I am helping you to pay rent. Yes. You would think they would want to be nicer. Yes, you would think so. And it's more rare for them to be nice. It, yes. The only person in the club that I still talk to, besides the girls, is JJ. Oh, yeah, he was nice. He was a nice sponsor. He's the one who always would tell me, because he's been sober for a long time, he'd be like, I see you, because his drug of choice was cocaine. He was yeah. like, you're acting how I did. If you ever want help, call me. Yeah, he was really nice. He always walked me to my car. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was. But also, that was because I think he liked just nice women. I don't know if he was like that to other people. But he liked girls who were nice to him. That's yeah. what he would say. If you're oh, mean, that makes sense. He was like, if you're really mean to me, I'll still walk you to your car, but I'm not going to come up to you and ask you about your life and how you are. Oh, well, yeah, that's normal. That is normal. Well, I do you find in the strip clubs, too, you have to be careful of who you make friends with? Um, I guess I'm just the kind of person where I won't get close to you for a really long time anyway. Yeah. And I did, I have made that mistake, but... No, you're so prof like Fantasia. I wanted to have you on because you're so professional. You were always there. You were always on your A game, and I was like, you would be a good person to talk to. Thank you. You're like very respectable in my eyes. Thank like when you. I think of the club, I think of you and like two other people. Brazil. Yep. <laughs> Brazil, Ella, and Vanessa. Yes, hundred percent. That's like the people who in which like I will always remember and cherish. Yes. Brazil's gonna come on, and so is Vanessa. Yeah, yeah Brazil told me. I'm excited. She was, she was like all pumped. I, I texted her, like, I, because the thing is, is, like, I love, the strip club holds my heart forever. It's, like, how yeah. I got into sex work. It's, like, my favorite place. But also, I'm not cut out to be a stripper anymore. I could yeah, do I it. You. I'm, like, I, I'm capable of it. The hustle is harder than anyone ever talks about. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, too, is, like, nobody tells you that you need a plan to get out. You need business skills while you're in it as well. Yeah. You literally, like... Basically, like, let's role play, like, getting into the VIP. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, okay, I now I have a new method for this. Okay, let's practice it on me. Okay, so this is what I do now, and this is solely because the game at the club has changed. Mm. Because so many girls in all the clubs are doing extras. Right. That you have, like, you just have to completely, like... When we worked back in the day before COVID, though, it was very rare for people to do extras. And now it, it's just, like... Because the money yeah. is tight. Yes. 
And so I can get that. Yeah. But then it, it, the thing about that at the strip club is you should take that out of the club so the people in the club can make their money. Th this is like, this is something that is so controversial and so many people, like I see it on Twitter, on TikTok, where all of these like uh, full service girls who work at the club are saying, if you hate on me for doing full service at the club, then you just can't hustle. And it's, I think it's a really shitty take on it because the issue, and I've seen it so many times, is like firsthand. And if you can't see this, you just have your head up your ass. And that's, that's really what I think <laughs> is that, so what happens is um, girls are doing full service at the club or like extras to full service, whatever, at the club. And which is like fine. Say they start off with like charging a lot of money, mm -hmm. which I think if you're going to do it, that's what you should be doing is charging a lot of money. So then you're not charging the same price as the v the price of a VIP. Right, because then they're gonna come in expecting other people to do it. Yes, and and that does happen because at like so everybody is saying no that uh, the clients who come in for first full for full service are not the same customers that come in for girls who only do lap dances. And that's not fucking true because at the end of the day, men are men, they're fucking dogs. That they come in, they don't give a shit what the fuck you look like. They don't give a shit if you smell, if like what you're wearing, they do not care. Yeah. If you are a wet hole or have a wet hole, they don't care which fucking hole it is. Yeah. And they will, and they find out that you do something very cheap they are going to take you over any of the other girls. It doesn't matter how beautiful they are, like nothing. They are going to take whatever girl is offering the cheapest service in the back. Yeah, my take is whatever. I don't give a fuck. Do full service. I've done full service. I've never done it at the club. That's yeah. my take is I think if you do it again, charge high and be safe because you're putting other girls in danger. Yes. But I would say that there was men who would come to the back to dance with me and they would they would pull out their dick they would try to shove it in my holes and yep. they would say well last week i was here and i got you know someone rode me for 300 bucks and it's not a lie because that's the thing is that so many girls are like oh when guys say that that's a lie it's not a lie no I because know. i've seen with my own eyes girls doing that right and they have cameras and the club doesn't care yes you know and it's like i've seen girls in lap dances sucking dick for no money Damn. You know, like, I've seen girls doing that, right. you know, and I, like, we know how much that the girls charge for these things, like, it, it's not a secret, like, we know what's going on, and it does put us in, in danger, like, there's, a, so then what happens is it's, like, a domino effect, right, so it's, like, one girl does it, say she's charging a lot of money, then another girl is going to come in and undercut, and mm. be, like, well, I'll do it for two seventy. Yeah, and then yeah. A, and then another girl is just like, well, I can do it for even cheaper. Yeah, and then another girl is like, well, I can do it for fifty dollars. Right, and then and then we have slow season, and no one's getting dances. Yeah, no one's bringing home money, and that's why, like, I I'm literally the only thing I will say is take it out of the club. Yeah, do full service for whatever price you want. I don't give a fuck. Sell it for seven dollars. Like that's yeah. cool. Make your money. Don't do it in the club because then they want other girls to do it. Yes. And not a lot of people, or most of the people, are not comfortable with you randomly sticking your dick out and expecting sex. Yeah. It's not fair. And I've seen baby strippers feel like they have to do... 100%. Extras. I mean, I'm really, I'm learning how to set boundaries, and you can say no to anything, but when you're in a position with someone that's bigger than you, that's stronger than you, that will hurt you, it's very hard to get out. Yes. 
Very. Especially in a club where no one's gonna back you up. Maybe no, some some strippers like I've I've defended people who were screaming about someone robbing Same. them. Yeah. But it's like okay, let me take off my pleaser and stab you with my heel. Yeah. Now I'm going to jail. Did, yes. you, did you even get your money back? Exactly. Yes. And I can't take away your trauma. Yes. So. Hundred percent. Besides fucking up other girls' money, which it really does. It does not matter how good of a fucking hustler one girl is. If a girl is gonna suck your dick in the back for the same price as a VIP, that guy is gonna go there. Right. And it's just so obvious, and I've seen it so many fucking times, and all of my friends have seen it, and all of my friends all look different, we all hustle different, yep. and we've all been dancing for, like, years. You know, like, we know what's going on. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's just, like, it's really fucking shitty, and... Okay, do your VIP pitch to Oh, me. oh, yeah. Do it. Okay. I'm like, so, hey, Fantasia. I don't say anything. Oh. What? Uh, yeah, I okay. say nothing. Okay, what? I just go up to them and I stare at them. To scare them? They just get really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, until they're like, okay, uh... And either they'll ask me for a dance, or then, like, the, like nothing is going on, so then I'm like, okay, let's go to the back. And that's it. Yeah. Let's See, I like, that's such a good business pitch, is never say, do you want to? Yeah. It's, let's go do this. Let's yeah. have more fun. Let's do this. And it's like, there's no option in their head. Yeah, and also, I've, like... I figured out that guys want everything to be their decision. Mm. So if you wait for the guy to ask you, it's like, which sounds really dumb. Like, it sounds like you shouldn't do it. Yeah. But it, it, it's like if the guy brings it up himself or brings up something, like, sexual himself or something that has to do with, like, you guys being sexual, like, in the lap dance together... I feel like he is more than likely going to spend more money mm -hmm. and have a better time because it was his idea and he thinks that he's in control. How many times have you farted on someone during a lap dance? I just did yesterday. Exactly. I just did last night. Dude, it, I, I used to fart on people I didn't like. Really? Yeah. No, sometimes it was on on purpose and it was yeah. like quiet and I was like, my bad, I had like tacos before this. But sometimes the people would piss me off and they would make me do another dance because yeah. I wanted the money. Yeah, of course. I would just fart, like, yeah. very, very ferociously. I love that. It was the only thing I, like, knew how to do. But you can fart on command. No, 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 but I always ate a big-ass meal before I stripped. <laughs> okay. I, always, I always shit midway through my shift, too. Yeah. There's no, because if I didn't eat, I was hangry, and then I didn't yes. make money because I was a bitch. Yeah. And not in a hot way, because I did get a lot of people who liked, like, being slapped and dominated, and that was, like, fun for me. Yeah. But when people were drunk, and it was 2 a.m., and I was hungry, and I'd been there since 8, I was not my best self. No, I'm the same. I really need food when I'm there. Me, too. I used to Uber Eats food. That's a big way to lose money, and I had to stop. Me, too. I, I would spend, like, $100 in a night. Me, too. And then I, I would just, because I would order at home. I would order when I got there. Yep. And I would order as soon as I woke when you up got, in the morning. Or like when you got back at night. Yeah, just all the time. I was constantly Ubering food. It was so bad. Or Postmates. Do you find the sleep schedule fucks up your daily life? Or are you fully used to it now? I don't know what's going on with me. Like, I don't know. Is it my mental illnesses? <laughs> like, what's happening? But all of a sudden, I started waking up at 11 in the morning. When do you go to bed? Uh, Like 5 or 6. That cannot be good. But I feel fine. Maybe you're manic. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I got diagnosed with bipolar, like, a while ago, like, some years ago. And, like, and I went on medication for a while. 
And I definitely was recognizing, okay, I have, like, manic stages and depressive stages and, like, mixed episodes and whatever. And, uh, which I'm very good at hiding. Mm. And The stripper in you. Yeah, I'm, like, very good at hiding that. And then all of a sudden, like, I got off the medication. And I've been off the medication now for, like, a year. And it's been a whole year of just, uh, like, mania. Wow. Yeah. Is that a side effect? I have no idea. Me either. I haven't went to a psychologist, and I'm just kind of like, I should probably go. But at the same time, this is the best I've felt in my entire fucking life. <laughs> Run with it. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I respect that. Well, we talked about a tiny bit. I mentioned you worked with Snoop. Tell us oh, how, yeah. Tell us how it was. How um, did you get that gig? Just being in the right place at the right time. Yep. And that's basically... That's how I got a lot of things. Yeah. Like, especially living in L.A., that's a big thing. And just, like, life in general. I mean, it's really, like, you can be very mediocre and do some amazing things. It's so true. Just by knowing the right person and saying the right things. Yeah. And I think stripping helps with that. So you got, you, they asked you to work, and then you performed at his concert? Yeah, I think I did it, like, five times or something. Did they pay you good? Look me in the eyes right now. They didn't pay you? Uh, that they, they paid me, but, um, so I'm going to say, like, a blanket statement about, like... So you don't get in trouble? Yeah, like, I'm going to say a blanket statement about, uh, dancing for big-name artists okay. in general, in, um, music videos, Ugh. anything, if, um, so... Let's put it this way, is I would rent, because I have, like, a stage pole. I have an X-pole. Oh, yeah. And I used that for a shoot once. Yes, you did. And so, <laughs> in in any, like, professional things that I have done with, like, big-name artists, my pole got paid as much as I did. Holy shit. Yeah. So, that ended up making you more money is having yeah. the pole. Yeah. So because you, they would rent my pole. And yeah. you would keep that cash. So, it was, like, a double pay, but still yeah. low. Yeah. And I did so many things for free. Yeah. A couple times, I did work a couple parties where people would throw a lot of money on me. It was more rare than if I went to a party and made a little amount of money. Have you ever worked, like, a poker game? I've never done poker games. I've only done, like, private after parties. So I did, like, this one specific poker game that ended up kind of being, like, a stripper's paradise because they would just, like, tip you in hundreds instead of throwing a bunch of cash and you have to crawl around on the floor. Oh, yeah. And that was good, but other than that, I've worked... I've done music videos, I've done things like that, and they don't pay you. If they do, it's months after. Yeah. And I wondered if concert was different. No. But do they at least treat you with respect? Um, yeah, I mean, everybody was super fucking nice. That's good. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, like, any professional gigs like that that I've ever done has been, like, everyone's been extremely nice. I haven't had, like, any issues. Girls are not valued enough in this area. Because you can be, you can be, um, the main girl in, like, a rapper's music video, like, um, whoever is like the most famous rapper right now, you can be the main girl in that video and you're not going to be seeing like 800 is like tops. Yeah, because they pay you just to day rate. Yeah. They don't give you any commission, any no. residuals. I mean, 800 is like 
like tops like well they I mean, don't pay they don't um tag you either normally. no there's nothing you, you get no recognition right because i was thinking like when i first came here that like oh like yeah like i can do music videos and i can get recognition from that mm -hmm. and and i did one and i was just like okay no one gives a shit like i got paid really poorly you're just hot girl number two yeah they don't care. That's, like, literally what I was one time. Yeah. They wrote me as, like, hot girl number two. Yeah, and they don't give a shit. Nope. And it's, it's, like, you can literally be the main girl yep. in the music video. And, like, when I said 800, like, that's a reach. Like, that's, the, <laughs> that's, like, that's the most that I've ever seen. Me too. And I, that was the most I ever made on a music video set was when I did a Rolls Royce commercial. And it was, oh. like, maybe $900. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's what I mean. And... For other things I did where I dance and stuff like that, fuck no. Yeah. 200 yes. sometimes. Yes. And like normally not the day of ever. It's like, no, not at all. And you have to like go through all these channels to get your payments. And you have stuff. to like email them and be crazy about it. And it's like I was on set in my pleasers for 12 hours and I made less than I would make if I had sat down at a strip club. Yes. And they don't give a shit. And it's crazy because you're working with people who are fucking, like, millionaires. Exactly. And, like, that is, like, a sneeze and a half. Like, you know, <laughs> and they're like, this This is what they spend on, like, half of their drugs in a day. Yes. Not even. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, like, it, it's so crazy. It blows my mind. And I, I don't know. I thought that, too, is that music videos were somehow going to lead to, like, notoriety. No, and nothing. At least money. Like, at least. And now after being in sex work, that's, like, why I find it so hard for a lot of people to get out. Because, like, I don't really have an interest in getting out but i'm like oh is this sustainable can i do this forever yeah. and so i thought maybe Which you can 100 you what you can do it till you're fucking 80 years old until your deathbed like there's, there's a niche for everything there is a niche for literally everything yeah. as long as you take care of your body yes. you're okay and not even like physically like as long as you're mentally and yes. physically healthy yes it's fine yes because there's people like in brothels working till they're 70 yes but I thought that I was going to be able to make money on the side doing these things. And now it's I, not, it's, not. it's never the, been the case. It's not. I thing. always stick to sex work and I can't ever really dip my toe out of it. Cause it's no, like, it's not paid well. You see all of these girls in music videos. Like what you said, like when you wanted to get into sex work, you remember looking at all these sexy girls on the music videos exactly. and you're thinking like my dream girls. Yes. And you're thinking like, wow, like they must like, for starters, they had to do a lot to get there. Exactly. Because I was thinking, wow, like, these are, like, the hottest girls on earth. Right, they went through, like, fucking everything probably to get there. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then I thought, once they're there, they're getting paid really well. And I thought, they're just living these, like, magical little lives. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, too, because you go to these, these gigs, like, for, like, famous fucking people, and they don't, they don't tell you what to do. Nope. They say they put on music really low, the yes. shittiest fucking yes. volume. It's on like a really trashy tiny speaker, and they're like, "Okay, shake your ass and dance around." Like yes, and they don't. They don't like. They don't give you an outfit to wear. You bring your own clothes. Yep. You bring your own clothes to these places. Yeah, and normally they don't give you that good of like a list of things you need too. I always feel underprepared. I overpack, and every time I get there, I'm like, "This is so uncomfortable." It, it's just weird. Like basically. It's just a very low-paying job, and it's crazy because you're literally on TV next to millionaires. Exactly. And, <laughs> and you're just like... You're there in your, like, Walmart underwear. Yeah, yes. <laughs> And you're like, hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't care. No, they don't give a shit. And it was crazy because the first time I got asked to do a music video, it was through this girl that I knew, and... 
Because that's another thing, is you think all this stuff is official, <laughs> and it's not official. No. Like, you're getting these gigs because you know someone who knows somebody. Always. And that was something that really freaked me out, because it was just through some random girl that I knew. Yep. And she was like, do you want to do this mis- music videos for, like, this big-name artist? And I was like, how do you know this person? Right. And I didn't take it seriously, and I'm like, okay, well, what's the pay? And then she told me, like, it's $100. And, and I was like, this is bullshit, you know? And then I found out that it was real, and it was really for a big-name artist, and that was the real pay. Oh, my. I had people who I knew did stuff for Kanye. Yeah. And they would get, like, maybe a free shoe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Which, okay, sure, if you take the value of the shoe, maybe, possibly. I can't pay my rent with a shoe. Exactly. And I'm on set for, what, 14 hours? And, and like, and you're sweating your ass off, like... Yep. And there's, like... There's no, no food. food. <laughs> <laughs> there's no food. Like, I always bring, like, protein bars, like... Nothing's happening. In, in, no, it's a lot of sitting and waiting and sitting and waiting. Yes. And waiting for nothing to happen. And the second you, like, go on your phone, they always need you. So you're just sitting there with no food in uncomfortable outfits, and it's like, I'm making 100 bucks for this. If you split it up, it's like $4 an hour. Like, you know what's crazy is, so I follow, like, one of the casting agencies, and um, I used to uh, put in, like, apply there all the time, but honestly, like, trying to get these gigs with a lot of tattoos is really difficult. Yeah. Because a lot of... A lot of these people just want don't want you to have a lot of noticeable tattoos. Exactly, or like a wild hair color or a look. Yeah, and I think it's like getting a little bit better now. Sometimes they use them as like a token. Like yeah, they want like that, one, that's what one tatted hot yep, girl. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. One thick booty. Yes. <laughs> one blonde. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like that. collecting them like Pokemon. Yes, it's exactly like that. So like. Just randomly, if you fit into some, like, weird little, like, niche. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, like, you could be good for this, like, Tyler the Creator music video. Exactly. Like, there's something, like, super random and they out there. They just throw you in there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not sure how many strippers are going to listen. So, we've talked about, like, our experience. But as a stripper, when men or, like, anyone, actually, come into the club, how do you prefer that they act? I prefer that they act like they're in a strip club yeah that it that you just use a strip club for what it's meant for that it's just entertainment spend money yeah that you come there and there's a whole bunch of beautiful girls who all look different and provide different things and you're just nice and respectful as you would be to any other service worker right and like, but some people are assholes to waitresses very true so my thing is is it's like if you don't have money that's cool don't sit at the stage. Yeah, and it's crazy because you don't have to be a high roller to come into a strip club. You can come in with $20. So true. And you can sit there and you can t- you can tip each girl $5 and we'll say, okay, thank you. And you see four girls and then you fucking leave. Yep. Like, spend money, be nice. And the thing is, is it's like our time is money. Yeah. So the only time in which I didn't like when people didn't have money and came to the club was when they wanted to talk all night to you. Yeah, and I think it's weird. Like, I used to go to strip clubs on my own before I was a stripper, and it never occurred to me that I would actually talk to the stripper. No, same. That never occurred to me because I was just looking at them like they were these beautiful goddesses that I like could not ever have a conversation with because why would they give a shit what I have to say? Exactly. 
And all I would do was tip them and then leave. Me too. I went to Jumbo's Clown Room like maybe eight months ago. And this was after I danced. But I was like, even then, I didn't talk to a singular dancer. I would just like tip each girl 50 bucks. Yeah. And I was like... You're doing a great job. Yeah, because what else are you supposed to say? Like, I don't need any of your time. Yeah. For what? Because they're already doing something. I would sell my phone number, which was, I got a flip phone, like a trap phone, and that, because everyone wants your fucking phone number, your Instagram, and I would sell it for $100, and it was just a flip phone. They could technically call me, but I didn't really use it. Did you actually sell it for $100? Did people pay that? A couple, yeah. Oh, I have to do that. I just give mine away for free. You do? Yeah. Oh my god. No no one knows that. Well, I I have given my number away. If someone's really sweet, it's like, okay, if you're creepy, I'll just block you. Yeah. But normally, after a while, I started getting over people texting me like, hey, are you at work? So then I would just give them that number. Yeah. The, The club is just completely different now. What is it like? Last time I worked was, I think, right, literally the February before the pandemic at this club. I worked in Vegas. The last time I worked was... In Florida at the strip or the Super Bowl in February of 2021. Um, it's it's just wild. Like what? <laughs> it's just wild. Like it's it's wild. Like in every single way possible, that it's like a fucking jungle. Because you also said they hired a bunch of people. Yeah, they hired they hired a lot of new girls, and that's the issue is that there's a lot of girls now who are coming in to do this job because they think that they're gonna make hella money. They don't respect the girls who are already working there. They don't respect. They don't even respect the people on payroll, mm-hmm. which is wild to go into a new job. This one new girl tried to get Sam fired on her, like, second week. How? I don't know. Sam's been there forever, and he yes. is, he's immortal. I know. He will never die. He had a heart attack last week. <laughs> yeah. He had two heart attacks the time I worked there. Yeah. This man? No, he's going to live. He's going to outlive us all. Yeah. To get him fired is insane. Yes, yeah, Sam just laughed at her. Because, like, what are you going to do? What was her, like, proposition? So she came into the club, and at first I was thinking, okay, she's definitely not a new stripper. She's not a baby stripper because of the way she was talking to all the customers. Like, she was sitting in their lap, and she was very, like, straightforward, and she was pulling dances. And I'm like, okay, she's not new to the game. Like, that's cool, whatever. And so then I went on stage, and she came to talk to my customers on stage twice. Did it to another girl. We got Not a, allowed. Yes. We got into an argument about it. She claimed she had no idea, and she tried to get me in trouble, and she was, like, narking on me to the bouncer. The bouncer doesn't even know who I am. It was his second day there. She was trying to, like, nark on me to the door girl. No, it's common knowledge that if you see someone on stage, you do not go up to the people that are watching them give a show. No. But some people don't know that, and normally if you tell them it nicely, like, people learn really quick... But to be mad at you? Yes. And then do it again? No. Yeah. No, I've seen people get punched for that. Yes. People will... No, I remember when I was working there, there was... I don't remember her stripper name. I don't think she's there anymore. But I would go on stage and she would sit in their laps and she would be like, let's go to the back. And I could hear her. That's how close I was to her. And it was so weird to me. Yeah. But not, again, it's like the same way that that customer when I first, the first night I was stripping taught me about VIP. Yeah. I didn't know shit. There's no stripper handbook. 
No, you really have to figure it out. It's like survival of the fittest in there. It is, and that's the thing that pisses me off about like the TikTok strip talk stuff. Same. Is that everyone's giving advice, and all the advice is bad <sighs> because it doesn't make any sense. What is your advice? You have to figure it out for yourself. That's people oftentimes are like, I want to do this, this, and this. Like, what is your experience? And I'm like, my experience is my experience. Yeah. I can give you like things you definitely shouldn't do. Yeah, like about safety-wise. Exactly. But other than that, I can't give you game because it worked for me. Every brand is different. And that's like the beauty of it, but also the downfall. Yeah, Like you really kind of have to figure it out. And like nothing we say is going to make them make millions. No, it, it, it doesn't work. Like you can talk about it like amongst your stripper friends or something and like maybe you can pull an idea from one of your friends and try it out for you. Yeah. But if you do something that it's definitely not guaranteed to work for me at all because it's based off of like what you look like in general and that you can't really help mm-hmm. and it's based off of your own personality even if you're trying to make a different personality in the club yep that it's still based off of who you are naturally right and it's based off your mannerisms like how you dance on stage. Your nail color. Yeah. Your perfume. Yes, everything. You have to carry every single thing about yourself. Yes, you do. And it's very different based on what girl you are. Exactly. When I started, I had long-ass red hair. And I remember when I cut my hair and dyed it blonde, everyone was different to me. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, that small thing. Every single customer was, like, completely different. That's crazy. It, it was really wild to learn. Yeah. What is your favorite? Do you have a, like, favorite customer story? We were kind of talking about this, but... A favorite customer story? I can't really think. Oh, I have a good one. It's okay. not my favorite, but it's just one that comes to my, to my mind that happened recently. Okay. So, I had this customer, and we call him Milk Boy. <laughs> Milk Boy. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. Butt Sniffer? No, I never had Butt Sniffer. I had Butt Sniffer. Yeah, all you guys did. I never had him. <sighs> I wish you did. Okay, Milk Boy. Yeah, so... He was this cute boy, like, just seemed very, uh, low-key. Uh, he just seemed, like, very low-key and, um, just, like, worn-out loafers. He probably had the loafers since he was, like, 10 years old. Oh, fuck. And just, I don't know, low-key vibe. And... He just, I don't know what drugs he was on. Was it like Molly? I don't know. Big Peoples? Um, it was, I didn't like really notice that. It was just the way that he was acting where he thought everything was hilarious. And all he was doing was just laughing with me during, we would just do like back-to-back lap dances. And he would, when I was sitting on him, and he was a small guy. Like I was definitely a lot bigger than him. And he would pick me up. And carry me around the lap dance room. Stop. And everyone else is dancing yes, around. Yes. And, and, yeah, and he would just like walk around, carry me around the lap dance room, laughing. Thinking it was like the best thing on earth. I and thought it was that. just amazing. And so I was asking him because he was always pulling out wads of cash from his pocket. He would tip me on stage, request songs like Trippy Red and like random stuff. Yeah. And then he would take me back to the lap dance room and it would uh, go back and forth like that all night. And so I asked him, like, what do you do? Because he's so young and, like, low-key. I'm like, there's no way he's really a drug dealer. He doesn't have those vibes. Yeah. And he told me that he sells milk. He sells milk. Yeah, he he delivers milk. 
That is fucking amazing. Yeah. Milk Boy. Yeah, Milk Boy. Dude, Bud Sniffer was my favorite. You can't tell the Bud Sniffer story. Bud Sniffer, I still don't know his name to this day. He, has a name he was one of the pr- people that bought the number on the other phone. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he would leave me little voicemails and be like, are you coming into work, Charlie? And I'd say, yeah, he would show up so nervous. He would stand on the back, like, wall. Yeah. And he would immediately buy a 30-minute VIP. And all he would do, he would wait till it was, like, one. Because he wanted me to be sweaty. And <laughs> he, he would have me put my hands on the mirror, stick my ass out as far as possible, and stand on my tippy toes. And he would grab my butt cheeks, open them, and sniff for 30 minutes straight. <gasps> like, he'd like, he like... <laughs> Like, that's all I would hear down there. 30 minutes, and then sometimes he would buy more. Like, I don't know what it was. And actually, a really crazy story, and anyone that was my friend at the time can vouch. Like, I showed them the texts. He one day texted me, and he was like, Charlie, have you contacted the police? And I was like, no. I was like, like, that is such a weird question. I was like, no, I haven't. Are you you okay? (laughs) Like, I might. Like, tell me what's up. And he literally goes, I got deported. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he's like, no worries. I'll be there tonight. Same time, right? And and I'm like, what do you mean? So this man comes to the club. I swear on my fucking life. He goes... I came in the back of a truck, rolled up in a carpet, and he shows me. <laughs> Fantasia. He shows me pictures in his camera roll of the truck he was on to get back to sniff my asshole. I swear. And he spent that night like $800, like celebratory butt sniffing. I swear on my life, Vanessa can vouch for me. She was there. It was insane. Wow, you had the golden butthole. Yep, and then during the, the golden butthole, and then during the pandemic, he was like, "Can we do the same thing as last time? But can you meet me in a hotel room because the strip club's closed?" Nah, I never did it. No, I would not do that either. I think I could take him, but my like, I couldn't tell how tall he was because I was always in heels. Yeah, he seemed like a short little frail man, but I still was like, "Fuck no." And I didn't yeah. want to get COVID for getting my ass sniffed. Exactly. Like, it didn't feel worth it to me. No, but. I don't know. My butt juice smelled good, I guess. Very good. Very good. But he liked other butts, too. So, but for a while, he was a loyal customer to only me. And see, that's the whole point is, you know, someone sniffing your ass for 30 minutes straight, they're getting paid good money, and then you go home and your significant other just doesn't give a shit. They won't even kiss you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I just had a man sniffing my ass. Yes. (laughs) Are you monogamous? Um, I don't know. I've never been in an open relationship. I've been in an open marriage. You were married? Yeah. You're a divorcee? I am. Tell me about it. Well, it was just like a marriage and anything you'd think a marriage would be. Where did you meet this man? Um, I met him when I was working in Yellowstone National Park. Your life is so fascinating. It's just really random and strange. And how long were you married? Uh, we were together off and on for 10 years. Holy shit. Yeah. And it was open? So what was that? What were those rules for you? Well, it was the end of our marriage was open. Got it. And uh, it was it was really stupid. But um, so the rules that we came up with together was just that uh, it was no like drunken one night stands. So you had to have actual like connection with yeah. the person? Yeah. That, See, I would think it'd yeah. be the opposite. That it was because we were thinking more of like. 
uh, like polyamory kind of. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, like maybe like a mix between like uh, like non-monogamy and polyamory. Got it. Where it was just like we were looking for people that we cared about that cared about us back. Right, like reciprocated love. Yeah. I I respect that. Yeah. I'm psycho though. I couldn't do open. I couldn't or polyamory. I guess is the proper term. No. Did it? It didn't end up working out. No. <laughs> what was the final straw? Um. So basically. I mean, he, he's, like, he's a really great person, and I love him, and he's, we're still, like, really close. We're still, like, good friends. But romantically, we just did not work out at all, and we're, we never, it was just bad. But, uh, like, romant, we were, we were very good friends during our whole marriage, but romantically, it was just kind of off. Mm. But, um, so what happened was I was super into the open thing, and he was the one who had brought it up. And so we made these rules together, and there wasn't many rules. It was just basically, like, don't get drunk and have sex. Like, someone you care about, respect our relationship, that's it. Yeah, and be, like, safe sexually and stuff. Right. And uh, so then the first person that he had sex with was a drunken one-night stand. Right after the fucking yeah. rules? And and he lied to me about it. Oh, the lying would have been worse than the drunken one-night stand yeah. for me. And so then I just said, this is done, and then we divorced. So then after that, the first person that I dated, um, I told him, well, I don't know, I, I guess I thought I was giving off the vibe that I didn't want to be monogamous, because mm. we never, like, talked about anything, and I didn't give a shit who he was with. Got it. And it ended up that he had just lied, and he had a girlfriend the whole time. <gasps> I and, don't like that. No, and I told him, like, I don't care, because I ended up finding out through Instagram. And I was Instagram. Just, yes. And I was like, I don't care if you're dating other people, but if this is your monogamous girlfriend and she doesn't know about me. She didn't like, consent. Yeah, like, you need to tell me. And then he just stopped talking to me. Such a pussy move. And I was like, okay. And then that happened to me again. <gasps> the same situation. These boys. Yeah. And then the last relationship that I was in, I thought that I didn't want monogamy. And then we just ended up, like, clicking so well together, and we just spent so much time together that both of us are just like, okay, like, do you want to be um, uh, exclusive? And then that was it. And now, I don't know. Like, I think after the experiences that I've had recently, I just don't trust people. And because it's really shitty that I can give people a space to do anything that they want, and they still lie. They still hurt you. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, when you're an honest, vulnerable person, somehow someone still is going to step over your boundaries. Yeah, it's crazy because I don't even have that many. <laughs> and <laughs> somehow. Yeah, and, and it's just like at a time in my life where I was very open to everything and I really wanted to explore my sexuality. And, you know, and I said, hey, you can do what you want, you know, and they still lied. Lying to me is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Because, like, I can understand, like, a very small lie of someone you don't know. Like, I used to lie in the strip club. Like, that's... Well, yeah, that's different. That's yeah. completely different. But someone I'm trusting and being vulnerable with, like, I don't lie to you. I don't think it's fair if you lie to me. Yeah. I was actually just having a conversation about this with my friend who's also a stripper. She's one of my best friends back in Finland. And we've been talking about this, that she's also very open and she's very like she also had like a sort of open marriage she did like the hot life thing oh nice yeah and um 
And that's when the husband gets off on the wife being, like, promiscuous. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it, yeah. So she was doing that. She's very open. Like, she's one of, like, she's very open. She can get down with a lot of things as long as she's being respected. Right. You know. Basic human decency. Yeah. And so we were just both talking about our experiences that it's been exactly the same for both of us that we're very honest and open and we say, okay, you can do what you want. And they just still lie. I Do you think it's because people don't know how to even react to that? To someone being so like, here's everything on the table. I mean, I guess Maybe. that's making an excuse for them. I don't feel like if I'm honest with you, there's no reason why you should go behind my back. It's just strange. Like, it even happened in my last relationship that... Because, like, my ex met me at the strip club. He knew he was a stripper. I told him at the beginning, like, okay, I don't want monogamy. You know, very, like, open. There was nothing I wasn't open about. And he still lied to me about going to other strip clubs. This is a good question for you because I have mixed feelings about this. If you were getting married again, okay, divorce over there. Yeah. Would you be okay with your husband-to-be having a bachelor party at a strip club? Um... With the guy that I got married to this last time, yeah, because I really trust him. Right. Like, 100%. Trust matters in that factor. Yeah, and I mean, he's probably one of the, like, only guys that I've ever met that I would, like, have that much trust in. Um, And it's probably just because I've known him for so long. Right. But, but, but would you be okay with that in the future? Because for me, it really depends. Because I'm not... It's nothing to do with the strippers. No, no. They just do their job. They're just there. They don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Like, it, it's just another Tuesday night. Yeah. But I would have to... I guess if I'm marrying you, I should trust you enough to be okay with it. But I'm more scared that they're not going to treat the strippers right. That they're going to, like, not spend enough money. They're going to be annoying. They're going to be drunk. X, Y, Z. That's my fear. I think the best way to know if the person that you want to be with is a good person is to take them to the strip club and see how they act take people to the strip club on a first date yeah see what's up yeah see how they're acting with the girls because there's something that happens and this happens to men and women it's not just exclusively to men that as soon as they get into the strip club environment they like the worst comes out in them I've seen that yeah, many and, times. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's with people who you really respect and would think that, oh, this is a respectable person. They do this, this, and this. They're really great. They're nice. I know them. And then they see one fucking butthole. Yeah. And they're a whole other person. It, it's crazy. That is interesting. That has happened to me. And people I know, we kind of talked about that, but, like, they'll come in. And I'm like, I thought you were a completely different person. <laughs> yes completely yeah and I I used to try to make excuses and be like well whatever they were excited they were drunk no there's no reason you should go into a strip club and be a horrible human being like that's something that I've been also trying to not make excuses about in my own head anymore because people have a lot of stereotypes about me being a stripper and some and I'm very open about it because I had the privilege to be open about it yeah so I'm I'm just like okay I can do this I can yeah I can do it a lot of people can't but I can do it so I do it and um so I'm just very open I tell everybody what's going on and for example with my dating life people are always asking like okay like who are you dating what's going on and and I'm like, okay, well, it's been really hard dating. I can't find anybody to date. Or then I tell a story, and I'm like, yeah, like that person was an asshole. And they're like, oh, where did you meet them? 
And I'm like, okay, well, I met them at the strip club. And they're like, oh, that's why. And at first, I was just like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be meeting guys at the strip club. And that's what I was saying. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Why is it any different? Like a bar. You can meet someone in a bar and no one's going to talk shit. Exactly. So why does... It's because I think it's like in my head I still have internalized horror phobia. That's what it is. Slightly. And I've broken it down. Therapy has helped a lot. But like I used to do the exact same thing. I'd make excuses like, oh, yeah, you're right. There's no reason why. That should be different than meeting at a fucking bookstore, bro. Exactly. And it's like, okay, so if you have a friend who works at Starbucks (laughs) and, and she meets a guy at Starbucks and you're like... Oh, watch out for that guy. He drinks so much coffee. Right. You know, like, why would you say that? It is weird. You know, and the thing is, is the same person that's coming to the strip club that sees me there is also going to your friend Starbucks. Exactly. It's the same person. Exactly. We're still human beings outside of engaging in adult sex work or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's the thing that people don't understand is that it's not like the creepy janitor from your high school going to the strip club. I mean, he's probably there too. Yeah. But that's not every single... It's it's just like when you go to Target. It's yes. like 15 different people. There's dads, there's moms, there's like yes. younger siblings, there's whatever. You're going to find all different types of people. It's, it's everybody and all those people also go to Starbucks. Exactly. And they also pay rent and they do all these things. Yes. And it's like just because they do this singular thing that society deems as like dirty or provocative doesn't mean they're not human beings. And it doesn't mean that I can't date them. Exactly. And and it's like the only difference between me and the girl that works at Starbucks is I'm probably going to find out quicker that that person is an asshole. Mm. Because they're going to bring it out faster because of the environment that they met me in. Right, and it's easier to be insecure in such an extreme environment. Yeah. That's why I'm, I swear when I used to meet people at the strip club, I've never, I slightly dated this couple one time from the strip club slightly which was interesting oh I remember I know who you're talking about you know exactly who I'm talking about um and it never went far because again I'm like very very monogamous like I could not do that yeah but it was fun for a second and I met them there and they were super fucking chill yeah but regularly I didn't like look at people and I was like oh I'm gonna date you like that was not a type of thing that I got into but there's no reason why me meeting them there and having like multiple amounts of months of fun I don't need to go on Tinder to do that. It's yeah. it's weird. But I normally tried not to date people at the strip club. I rarely did. I mean, I probably will not anymore. And it has nothing to do with, like, who the person is. It just has to do with I don't want them or their friends having access to me. Right, like, I don't shit where I eat. Yeah, that, that's it exactly. That's how I feel now when I film with people. Like, I don't date people I film with. It's not yeah. my vibe. It's just, like, I... I like to date kind of people who are not in my circle of people. I think that's the smartest thing to do. Just to make sure that we have two separate lives. Like, it's very attractive when someone has their own entire life, their hobbies, their wants, their needs, and it has nothing to do with me. So then I'm just a bonus. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you know where I work, so, like, that couple, like, after I stopped talking to them, came into the club. I would have to avoid them. I would have to, like, not work there anymore or, like, sneak around. And, like, I didn't like living like that. Yeah. It's, like... To have people come into your space, but that's where we met them, right? Yeah, which is why I don't want to date people from the club anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, me too. I don't think I could do it. No, because they know where you 
they know where you are, like, five days out of the week. You could most likely find me working. Yeah, and they're going to come bother you. No, see, and that's, like, I liked regulars because they knew me, but they didn't feel entitled to my time. Oh, yeah, see, I hate regulars. You do? Yeah. I only like the ones, like, I loved Butt Stuffer. Respect oh, to him. Well, I could see that, yeah. I had this regular named Brian. Loved him, too. Oh, was that Asian guy? Yeah. Okay. Loved yeah, him. He's still there. He's amazing. Yeah. He was really sweet. He hates tattoos. Oh, yeah, makes sense. So he stopped liking me, yeah. which is valid. Yeah. I also, he also thought I was a psychology student at USC. Well, he thinks uh, Vanessa is Russian. Yeah, he thought I was Russian, too. <laughs> <laughs> he would try to make me speak Russian. Vanessa goes in there and plays Russian music from her Spotify. He loves that. Yeah. I wonder if he asks about me. Probably. I wonder. But, like, I liked I liked regulars who, I guess, were respectful. I kind of attracted, like, weird people. Because depending on your brand is who the people who want to exactly. see you. Exactly. Exactly. What is your type of people that like you? Um, so, if they're white, they're usually alternative. That usually, like... Uh, Old white men hated me. Yeah. They're very picky. They're mean. Yeah. White men are very... I don't like them. <laughs> like, I mean, I've dated them. I'm going to try really hard not to anymore. <laughs> because I always end up in a mess. No, I and just, I always, like, deeply regret it. They hurt it. my feelings. There was this old man once who was like, you're not pretty enough to have an opinion. Yeah, and, that's what they're like. And I was like, uh. Yes. Or one old man also told me I looked like his daughter. Well, they do that a lot, too. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. So, but who regularly spends the most money on you? So, um, I guess it's a mix. So, if they're if they're white, they're gonna be uh, alternative, usually like usually in music. Mm. I don't know why. It's every single fucking time that a white guy is into me, they're they're in a band or they're like a music producer or something like that. Every single fucking time. Kind of love that. And yeah, and then if they're younger, like really young, and they're not like in the music industry. Uh, they're just super into rap music, like Playboy Cardi and my little Uzi Vert. Oh. And, yeah. And then... Do they request that for you to dance to that? No, but they're they're really into it. They talk to me about it. The whole time? Yeah. I kind of liked when the whole time I was just sitting and talking to them. I'm like, I don't have to shake ass for a second. Exactly. Let me sit on this bench. Yeah. This old leather seat. Fucking nasty. Dude, I don't... I didn't see them clean the VIP room one time like, when I worked don't. there. No, I wanted to get a black light and, like, look on the floor. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. And then, like, if... For black guys, it's, like, basically, like, almost all the black guys will be into me except if they're only into white girls. Because there are some black guys who come in who specifically only come for white girls. Random. Yeah. And then... Is that, like, a fetish for them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Which could also be, like, some internalized racism thing. I don't fucking know. Possibly. Yeah. Um, and then the Latino guys. It's kind of, like, hit or miss. Like, I they're always nice. The race normally didn't matter for me. It was my clientele was either super old or super young. Middle-aged people did not like me. Oh, isn't that so funny? It's so random. I think because I was, like, loud, yeah. opinionated. I was weird as fuck in yeah. the club. I would come in in the ugliest outfit you've ever seen and then, like, put on my heels and, like, walk out two minutes later. Yeah. And they were like, we just saw you. <laughs> <laughs> we just saw you in your panda PJs. Yeah, we're like, I don't know about you. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, who is this bitch? But I hate it. I was a, 
a not a good stripper. I hated getting people into VIP. I hated it with my whole heart. It's not fun. Like, it's a... It's a really shitty experience. It, it was just like, well, the nights in which it came easy, I loved it. But I, I don't think I have the hustle to be like a long-term stripper because I was inherently lazy. Like I wanted to show up and do the least amount of work for the most amount of money. And like, that's not how you make money in the club. No. <laughs> you have to talk. You have to be nice. You have to like listen to what people say and not get offended. People will say the craziest shit to you and you're like, cute yeah that's literally what you have to say cute oh my god that's such a wild opinion you have yeah like the things that people have said to me i like have blocked out it's it's very bad yeah and then you're just like okay that'll be 75 dollars yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you're like hopefully i never see you again i like go upstairs and try not to cry i go upstairs and i tell someone else and they're like ew okay you want to go on stage and then you just keep going (laughs) because there's nothing else to do like that's your life that was it yeah, you just take lots of abuse. <laughs> and then you go home. And I wasn't in therapy. A lot of strippers, do you think, I don't think they're in therapy. I've done, like, therapy off and on, and I should probably be in therapy now, and I haven't been now since COVID. I wish therapy was more accessible, because if it was, like, free somehow, I wish there was, like, sex work therapy for sex workers. Yeah. Because that would be very helpful. Because that's the thing, is you have to find somebody who's not going to judge you for being a sex worker right and they can even say i don't judge and then it comes out yeah i found that multiple times i would lie i would just lie to my old therapist and i would never see them my therapist now is like super cool like i really want to get into mainstream porn yeah and she was like well how can we do this safely oh that's nice which i like yeah like i don't need your opinion i just want like how to navigate a healthy way into it but there's no like union or like things like that where people can get free healthcare as a sex worker um i'm not sure what can you get with an lgbt center i have no idea because i i think i think they're they're pretty like sex worker friendly that's good and i think that you might be able to like do that because the only experience i've had with them now was for that monkeypox vaccine oh yeah i want to get mine yeah and because me and Brazil and then one of our other friends were, like, really worried about that at, at the, club. the club. yeah. Yeah, and so we ended up getting our vaccine, like, a couple of weeks ago at the LGBT center. Nice. And That's good to know. Yeah, and they're, they're very, like, uh, sex worker friendly, and they're like, okay, if you're a sex worker, you can come here and get the vaccine. I saw there was, like, protests going on of, like, this strip club. I can pull it up on Instagram right now. Oh, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, for the union, though, they, like, want to get, like... Hold on, let me look real quick. Oh, it's not the one in North Hollywood where they're protesting their club? No, what is that one? Oh, that's been going on a long time. I don't know what club it is, but there's been girls who have been, like, on a stripper strike at their club in North Hollywood trying to get, like, better working conditions, and that's been going on for, like, some months, I think. Oh, this one is Star Garden Strip Club? Oh, in North Hollywood. That's that's what you're talking about. But I saw this picture, and they're trying... Yeah, they want to get better things, but they're expressing goals of, like, trying to achieve unions like basically just to take care of them and to make sure that they're getting like well treated good pay I think that would involve health care as well which would be amazing but I'm not sure how they're gonna go about getting that protest is a good way to start but I don't agree with it like it sounds really shitty really and the reason I don't agree with it is because I don't want the government in my job that's fair and I think I think what's going to happen is it's like, 
I think it's really great if we were able to get all of those benefits and keep the club how it is. So but true. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I just like, and I could just be really paranoid, but I feel like if we get all of those things at the club, that the government is going to put their hand in it to the point where the strip club isn't going to be the strip club anymore. Yeah, the regulations are going to be crazy. Yeah, that there's going to be so many regulations on it. And already with the AB5 law in California, where they made all of the dancers employees instead of independent contractors. Yep. Like, that already fucked us. Yep. And I feel like something like that is just going to get even more intense. Did you find, have you ever, like, talked to other strippers about this? Because I had no idea about taxes when I was stripping. Yeah. At all. And has that affected taxes for you? Being employees instead of independents? Um, it depends what club that you work at. What about for your club? They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they didn't even, when I, remember there was a phase where they tried to get all of our IDs scanned and all of that? I wasn't 21 at the time, so I gave them my fake ID. There's like, there's clubs that you can find, I guess, where it's like, whatever. But then I did, during the pandemic, I worked, because I fucking needed money and I needed something to do. I uh, worked one month at, uh, at a club in Beverly Hills. Mm. And it was only open for a month before they got shut down again. And uh, they were complying with the AB5 law and everything was on paper. Every single transaction? Even tips? Uh, no. Cool. And, um, but the tips you're, you're supposed to report. Yeah. And um, I, I, just, I did not know how to do any of that. There was no information. I, when I was stripping, I was basically, it was free for all for me. It, it's so, like, taxes... U.S. taxes are stupid. Like, I know math formulas to this day. Yeah. They taught us how to write a check. Why did they not teach us tax in fucking school? How to go about it, what to do, how to save money for it, what percentage you need. Nothing. I don't think that they want you to know. No. I think that's the problem. They're like, we're going to make sure if you fuck up, you go to jail forever. And because of that, we're not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. And then then they can charge fees and get more money. Yes. Yeah, because I've had really bad problems with that, like, especially when I was living overseas. I was trying to figure out, like, do I continue paying taxes in the U.S. or no? And everything that I saw online was, like, all contradicting. Mm. I talked to tax professionals in fucking London. They're all like, I don't know, you have to call the IRS in the U.S. And so I called the IRS, and the IRS was like, we're not allowed to give you advice. That makes no sense. They yeah. do not want to help. And, and I was like, do I pay you or no? Right. And they're like, we can't tell you that. And they're like, we can only give you, like, the names of forms. Forms? And, and I'm like, what? Okay. And so then I call tax professionals in the U.S. And they're like, we're not allowed to give you tax advice. That is wild. And, yeah, and I never found anything off. There needs to be a book, I feel like, especially for sex worker, that's called, like, Sex Worker 101, and it's, like, things to do in each different avenue of filing for things to keep yeah. yourself safe, because also, at, at some points, a lot of this stuff is cash. It's under the table. Yeah. It's whatever. Don't ask, don't tell. But to keep yourself safe in the future, I have, I had no, and now I have, like, someone who helps me, and I do all that, but I had no fucking idea. Not even a clue. I think if I would have asked anyone else I worked with, what do you do, they would have been like, I don't. Yeah. Because there's no education. There is a, I know that there's some sex worker friendly tax professionals. Right. And I haven't used them yet, and I'm probably going to use them like this coming tax thing. 
That's awesome that they have that. Yeah. I, I was looking, like, when I was trying to file for OnlyFans for the first time, it was fucked. I had no idea what to do. And I was yeah. like, da-da-da-da-da, how yeah. the fuck do I file? And there was a couple things that helped, and there was, like, a Reddit forum I think I found. Oh, yeah. Minus that, not a... Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion. In conclusion, stripping is really difficult, and it's a lifestyle. Yep. And... It's a full-time job. Yeah. The getting ready... The being trained in dance, the doing all the stuff. It's not casual. No. It's not something you just, like, dip your toes in and then... For a quick buck. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. Never. You can get lucky, for sure. And people yeah. do. Yeah, people you do. can get lucky, for sure, definitely. But most of the luck comes with a lot of years of practicing and failing. Yeah, and I, I think something that's been really annoying to me now that social media is so prevalent and people are so open about talking about stripping and other forms of sex work online is that it's giving a platform to people who don't deserve one. Mm. And I mean that as in, if you've been a stripper for a month, like you have nothing to say about the job. Right. You know, and it's just a slap in the face and it's rude because... The only way that you're getting experience in this job is through a lot of trauma. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sadly, but it's true. Yeah. And you just, you don't, you have nothing to comment on after stripping for a month. Right. It's uh, My thing is, is like, okay, sure, you strip for a month. You can say, here's what it was like as being my first month. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't spread misinformation. Which a lot of people are doing. A lot. And I try to duet those videos and like be like, Hey, if she made 20K, that's fucking amazing. Girl boss, good for you. But the reality is this. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever talked about enough. Because, yeah, like, there's cons. People talk about the stigmas and all this stuff. The cons, that part is out of it. What are the actual bad things that are happening in this line of work to the person doing it? Yeah. Not just, like, society's, like, whatever onto us. It's, like, you are going to get hurt and you need to be careful if this is what you're getting into for a quick buck. Yeah, because it's not if something bad is going to happen, it's, it's when. when. And many, many bad things are going to happen to Right, you and when I started, time. I was like, if this happens, I'll stop. Yeah. If this, yeah. and then it happened, and there was a new one. Yeah. And then there was a new one, and then there was a new one. And then finally, it was like, there's never an end to me, because I want the money more than I care about my trauma. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. if you're getting into it. And, and the thing is, is there's people who are really good at stripping and they do a good job yes. and they're safe and some bad things don't happen to them. And that's fucking amazing. And I'm envious. And like, that's what it should be. But most people in this line of work are going through things that you would never wish to hear about. Yeah. And they're not talking openly about it because it's hard to talk about. Yeah. And it's shitty. You don't want to relive your trauma. Yeah. And also nobody cares. They don't give a fuck. We're just another stripper at the club. Yeah. Just another whore on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Just another bitch with a vagina. Like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they really don't. And what's, like, what are they going to do even if they did care? Nothing. Everyone likes to be performative until yeah. it's down to what can we actually do. And nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you can protest. You can try to get rights. You can do all these things. And, like, I think that those things should and they will happen. Yeah. But at the end of the day, most people don't give a fuck about whores. No. And, the, like, the problems that are happening at the club are not generally about the strippers. 
it's about the men who are the customers yeah it's either the men who are on payroll or the customers or both so don't be a shitty human being treat strippers like you would treat a normal person and if you treat a normal person bad go to therapy look at yourself in the (laughs) fucking mirror and shut up yeah because we're normal people who go home to our cats and have feelings too yeah it's just a job it's just a job the customer you're trying to reach is not available please call back